morning and welcome to this first Sunday in Advent. Welcome to those who are joining us on our radio broadcast, those who are listening to our OSL podcast, those who are watching via our YouTube channel. We are so glad you found your way to this time of worship. I remind you that a bulletin for the service is available on our website. And I invite you, in preparation for this time of worship, to light a candle, to gather some bread and wine or juice in order to celebrate Holy Communion a little later on in our service. On this first Sunday in Advent, we light our first candle on our Advent wreath as we sing the first verse of Light One Candle to Watch for Messiah. That's hymn number 240. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, ruler of the universe. You call all nations to walk in your light and to seek your ways of justice and peace. For the night is past and the dawn of your coming is near. Bless us as we've lighted together this first candle on our wreath. Rouse us from sleep that we may be ready to greet our Lord when he comes and welcome him into our hearts and homes, for he is our light and our salvation. Blessed be God forever. Amen. We join together in singing our gathering hymn, The King Shall Come, hymn number 260. We sing verses one, two, four, and five.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. By your merciful protection, awaken us to the threatening dangers of our sins and keep us blameless until the coming of your new day. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. At this time, we join Pastor Sarah and Nathan Miller for a children's message. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this first ever evening children's message. As you can probably tell, I am standing outside right now in my driveway. I'll explain why in a few minutes, but first, I want to tell you about a story that we're going to hear today from the Gospel according to Mark. In this story, Jesus talks about a time when the sun and the moon will become dark and when the stars will fall from the sky. The image is kind of scary. We've been living through some scary times too. Everything changed last spring. Schools closed and you all had to learn how to do everything online. A lot of summer programs and camps got canceled. I bet a lot of you haven't been able to get together with your friends in the same way. Maybe you even have friends that you haven't seen in a really long time. Or maybe you know someone who has gotten sick or maybe one of your parents has had to change jobs or change how they do their job. But right after Jesus tells this kind of scary story, he says that he will come to be with us at that time, that we will see him coming with great power and glory. There are other stories in the Bible that are similar to this one. And in those other stories, we hear the same promise, that when times are scary, Jesus will be with us. That when it seems like the sun and the moon and the stars are all out of place, when our whole world gets mixed up, that God will set things right and make things new again for us. God will set the stars back in their place and even make flowers bloom in the desert. When life seems overwhelming or too scary, I actually like to go outside at night and look up at the sky and keep track of things like the moon as it changes phase over the course of a couple of weeks. It's like I can watch God keeping God's promise to keep the world and the universe going, and that is comforting and reassuring to me. Because it reminds me that, that if God can keep all of that stuff happening up in the sky going, then God can keep me going too. We've reached the holiday season, and I'm guessing that many of you just enjoyed a Thanksgiving that looked a little different this year. I know my Thanksgiving did. I also know that Advent and Christmas are probably going to look different than they have in the past, too. And I'm a little sad about that. But this year, God has choreographed a wonderful event in the night sky to help me remember God's promise to be with us and take care of the universe 
and keep everything going. I'm not really much of an expert in the stars or planets, but I know someone who is. I have an astronomer here with me, Nathan Miller, and he's going to tell us a little bit about what is happening up in the night sky. Right, so there's sort of an interesting thing going on with the planets right now, and a lot of people think, oh, I need a telescope to see the planets. But a lot of the planets, like Venus and Jupiter and Saturn and Mars, they're very easy to see. They really just look like stars, and they look like relatively bright stars. So now we're going to turn to the west, where the sun has recently set, and we're going to look for two bright spots in the night sky. And that's Jupiter and Saturn over here. So here we have the view to the southwest. The sun has just set a little bit to the right. Uh, we can see the moon and a bunch of stars and Jupiter and Saturn. To help you find which ones are Jupiter and Saturn, look for the house with a basketball hoop. If you go up above that house, you'll see two bright lights, one really bright one and one a little less bright to the upper left. The really bright one is Jupiter. The one to the upper left is Saturn. Now we'll zoom in a little bit and we can see them a little better, but they still kind of look like points of light in the sky. These are the planets that we're going to be watching over the next couple months. They'll wander a little bit with regard to the stars behind them. This is a computer simulation that shows us what the planets look like in the night sky. So here we have Jupiter and Saturn labeled. So the uh, stars make the constellations and the constellations always make the same shape but the planets appear to move from one constellation to another. This is because all the planets are going around the sun. You may know that the Earth goes around the sun once per year. The outer planets, like Jupiter and Saturn, take a longer time to go around the sun. So, for example, Jupiter takes 12 Earth years to go around the sun, and Saturn takes 29 Earth years to go around the sun. Often they appear in very different parts of the sky. They aren't necessarily in the same constellation as viewed from the Earth. But every now and then they kind of line up as viewed from us here on the Earth. It isn't special for Jupiter or Saturn, Jupiter or Saturn, but here on the Earth they appear to be right in the same direction. And that's what we call a conjunction. So this is set up to appear just like it will tonight. And then every night after this, through December, the planets will keep moving. So here they are the next night, and the night after that, and the night after that, and we keep going through night after night. This would be about December 10th, and they're getting closer. And we keep watching, and here's the 15th, and here's the moon going by in December. And we get to the 18th, the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st. And you can see they're right on top of each other. In fact, their uh, words here are about on top of each other. This is going to be tricky to view because they actually end up sort of close to the sun as viewed from the earth at that time. Nonetheless, there'll be one very bright spot in the sky to the naked eye. This is actually the closest they've appeared from Earth since 1623, only a couple of years after the first Thanksgiving. So this is the way they look with your naked eye, but if we zoom in with a telescope or binoculars, you might be able to see that they're actually two separate points. But they really are close as viewed from Earth, so they're still far apart in space, but they're roughly the same direction as viewed from Earth. And there is Jupiter and Saturn. When things seem so different from normal, the stars and the planets doing their normal things in their normal orbits, remind me that all will be okay. 
that this scary time will pass and that God will see me through it. Whenever you feel worried or uncertain this season, I hope that you can find an opportunity to step outside and look up to the western sky and see Saturn and Jupiter as they get closer and closer together. And I hope that it will remind you too that God who created the stars and the moons and the planets and who created you and me is still there with you watching over you, and God will keep you going through this. Thanks for joining me this evening. Our first reading this morning comes to us from the Psalms. We sing together by whole verse. together our gospel acclamation. After that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. 
and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cock crow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear siblings in Christ, grace and peace to you all. In the name of Jesus, our Emmanuel. Amen. Well, welcome to a new church year and to the season of Advent. This is a time of joy and hope and peace a time of expectation and anticipation and preparation. A time for mistletoe and Christmas cookies and holiday lights. It is normally a time to attend holiday concerts or go Christmas caroling. It's a time to celebrate with family and friends and co-workers. And so usually the readings on this first Sunday in Advent with their focus on the end times are jarring and disruptive. They put a bit of a damper on the festive mood that is just getting underway. And honestly, that is the point, to pull us out of our revelry for a bit. There is a deep wound that exists in the world, one we should not ignore. These stories this week remind us that the world is groaning under the weight of its own brokenness and sin, that God's people are suffering, and that too often their food is laced with tears. This wound will not heal itself. We are in need of help. But this is not a normal year. This year, the world is dramatically altered, and rather than being jarring, these readings seem oddly descriptive of the reality around us, appropriate for a calendar year that has felt apocalyptic at times. The psalmist's words, stir up your strength and come to help us, have been a familiar refrain on our lips for months now. 
This year, we are deeply aware of that existing wound. We know of the world's groaning because we have seen it and lived it. We have heard with our ears the cries arising from those suffering from COVID and its consequences. We've heard the laments and seen the tears streaming from the eyes of those mourning loved ones. Our ears ring with the calls for justice in the face of ongoing racial violence. We've heard the earth moaning as it reels from devastating bushfires and wildfires, from a record hurricane season and from the ongoing loss of ecosystems and habitats. We witness the harm done by a political system mired in partisanship. We ourselves have sighed with longing to be together with family and friends. The wound is real. We know it. We feel its pain in our bodies and in our lives. What is also true, though, is that this wound that pricks and pains us also pricks and pains the very heart of God. From the beginning of time, God's desire has been for relationship and intimacy with God's people and with the whole creation. God's promise has always been that God will be with us. So where we hurt, God hurts. Where the world groans, God groans. Our tears, our exhaustion, our suffering are God's tears, God's exhaustion, God's suffering. God is with us to bear and shoulder the pain we carry in all things, in all times, in all situations. Emmanuel, God is with us. At the heart of our Advent hope and joy and expectation is this truth. The one who bears our pain and suffering, who bears the world's pain and suffering, is also the one with the power to heal the wound that cuts through our lives and the world. In fact, it is only this one, Emmanuel, who is able to heal us and bring about our needed salvation. Often our Advent attention and imagination is focused solely on the coming of the Christ child, on the coming of Emmanuel as the holy infant so tender and mild. There is plenty here to focus on and time for it too. But this day, this first week in Advent, asks us to step back just a little and take in a broader view, to wonder and marvel at the grand scope of how God enters into our lives to bring about the promised healing and salvation. Here at the start of the year, as our attention naturally turns toward Bethlehem and the manger, the gospel story today pulls us in a different direction. It comes not from the beginning of the gospel, but from the end. Jesus and his disciples are in Jerusalem for the Passover festival. Having visited the temple, they walked down from the Temple Mount across the Kidron Valley and up to the Mount of Olives. There we find them relaxing together and admiring the large stones 
used in the construction of the temple. Jesus, though, has other things on his mind. The wound that drew him out of heaven has become fevered, and something life-saving must be done. His words are dark and ominous. The temple will be destroyed, he says. All those great stones you saw will be torn down. We underestimate, I think, just how earth-shattering this statement really was to those who first heard it. When the Romans destroyed the temple in the year 70 AD, it was a catastrophe of unimaginable proportion to both the Jews and the early church. The temple was the place of God's residence on earth, a visible sign and reminder that God was with the people. By the time the Romans were done, all that remained was part of the western wall of the temple, a gaping wound that drew forth a chorus of laments and cries for help. How long, O oh God? Are you there? Are you still with us? The answer to that question is yes. God is with us. God has never been bound by the walls of the temple. God is with us. And the next verses in the gospel begin a story that reveals just how deeply God is connected to us, how deeply God has entered into our lives so as to heal our wounds. The next chapter begins the story of Jesus' passion. Here we see how God with us bears fully the pain and suffering and brokenness and sin and death of the world. On the cross, Jesus reveals that God is with us, even in the most God-forsaken of places. In the tomb, Jesus reveals that God is with us even as the shadow of death closes our eyes. And as the sun rises on the morning of the resurrection, Jesus reveals that nothing, not height or depth, not the destructive impulse of the Roman army, not the microscopic mischief of the coronavirus, not even death can separate us from God, from Emmanuel. In Christ, the fullness of God dwells. In Christ, God's face shines upon us and we are saved. God is with us always and forever. God is with us in the Garden of Eden. God is with us in the journey through the wilderness. God is with us in exile. God is with us as a baby in Bethlehem. God is with us as a teacher and preacher on the Mount of the Beatitudes. God is with us as a companion in our boat as the storm rages. God is with us in the meal of bread and wine that we share. God is with us when fig trees put out their leaves. God is with us in times of pandemics. God is with us in the faces of our neighbors. God is with us in the compassion of doctors and nurses. God is with us in the dedication and creativity of teachers. God is with us in the ministries of Arbor Place and Bridge to Hope. God is with us even when the powers of heaven shakes and the stars fall from the skies. And God will be with us to the end of the ages when the world's wound 
will at last be fully healed. There is no doubt that this Advent and Christmas season will look and feel different. The wound this year is more visible and more tender. This year, our longing for the fullness of God's healing has taken on a new urgency. We know that we will have to find new ways to celebrate with family and friends, that age-old traditions will need to be modified and new rituals developed, that worship will look different. But our Advent hope and joy and expectation remains the same. God, who has been with us from the beginning of time, who is with us now, and who will remain with us until the end, brings healing and salvation into all of our times and places. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Shine your face upon us, and we shall be saved indeed. Amen. We sing together our hymn of the day, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, number 257, and we sing verses 1, 2, 6, and 7.
Together, we confess our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Waiting with hope for God to come quickly to this weary world, we pray for the church, for the world, and for everyone in need. After each prayer petition, we sing together, Wait for the Lord, hymn number 262. your call for justice and peace and healing. Open our eyes to notice the splendor of your creation, for stars and moons and planets, for fig trees and evergreens, for rivers and valleys, for all creatures big and small. Open our hearts to better tend and protect all that you have made. We pray to the Lord. especially in this time of pandemic. Keep them safe and fill them and us all with compassion and daily reminders that we never walk alone, that you walk with us. Help us both to love without abandon and to learn to release what we cannot control. Help us to be satisfied with the good we are able to give and receive and to let go of that which is more than we have the capacity to offer. Empower your people, your church, O oh God, to respond with justice for those who are oppressed, with welcome for those who are excluded, with relief for those who suffer. We pray to the Lord. as the seasons change, for those without homes facing severe weather, for those who are unemployed or underemployed, and for those in poverty or facing food insecurity. And we pray for our local agencies which seek to 
respond and meet such needs. We pray for stepping stones, for Bridge to Hope, for Arbor Place, for the Foster Closet, for every other local agency that serves our neighbors in need. Relieve their burdens, sustain their bodies, and ease their minds. We pray to the Lord. anxiety, chronic pain, addiction, and other invisible illnesses. And we lift up to you those we know to be in need. Especially this day, we pray for Gary Cronk and Deb Johnson. Ease their suffering and support them when they struggle. Draw near to us, O God, and receive our prayers for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We pray to the Lord. of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. I invite you, if you're gathered with others for worship this morning, to share a sign of peace as we send our love, as we share peace with you wherever you are. Peace be with you. For your continued support and your continued generosity for all the ways that you work to support helping others in our greater community and here uh, in our ongoing ministries of our Savior's Lutheran Church. Your support is vital as we continue to follow in the ways and in the work of Jesus. We welcome your offerings to OSL and to our shared ministry. I remind you that you are invited to send in your offering to our church office or to use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. If you have not yet gathered um, bread and wine or juice to celebrate Holy Communion, I invite you to do so now as we sing together our offertory. Our offertory for this Advent season is uh, the hymn in the bleak midwinter, hymn number 294. And we sing verse 3 as our offertory.
let us pray. Generous God, you have created all that is and you provide for us in every season. Bless all that we offer, that through these gifts the world will receive your blessing. In the name of Jesus, Emmanuel, we pray. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Even as we watch and wait, we know that Christ is here with us in this meal of bread and wine. I invite you to share communion with one another or to receive the gifts of God's love and grace yourself. This is the body of Christ given for you the blood of Christ shed for you. As you share these gifts, we hear a gift of special music by Michaela. She will be playing for us, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and abundant God, you have done great things for us, and we rejoice. In this bread and cup, you give us life forever. In your boundless mercy, strengthen us and open our hearts to the world's needs. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As you go forth into the rest of this day, go forth with this blessing. The creator of the stars, bless your advent waiting. The long-expected Savior, fill you with love. The unexpected Spirit, guide your journey, now and forever. Amen. I remind you that today, um, from 10.30 until noon, Pastor Sarah and Denise Vick and I will be in the church parking lot ready to share an Advent blessing with you. And to our OSL families, um, we have a special Advent activity and some treats to share as well. So as you are able, please plan on driving through the church parking lot to say hello 10.30 to noon today. And I remind you that if you have a prayer concern, we hope that you will reach out to us. Your pastors are here for you. Your per parish nurses are available. Um, we are just a phone call, an email away. So if you have a prayer concern that you'd like to share, uh, we hope that you will reach out to us. Our worship concludes this morning as we sing our final sending hymn, Rejoice, Rejoice, Believers, hymn number 244, and we sing together verses 1 and 4.
Go in peace. Prepare the way of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God.